The following episode contains personal and professional opinions and experiences. These are not a representation of any specific 12-step, religion, or other recovery group. Talking Circle Studio. Welcome to the Terminally Nick Podcast. My, my name, name is... is... Oh, shit. My name is Lucas. Shit. My name is Dean. All right, fuck it. Well, you know... You know, what are you going to do? I'm not going to edit this. I just... I'm so tired of editing. I know. I know. You keep fucking things up. It feels different. We're in a different room. I know. You know what? Congratulations. That's right. Everyone listening has brought us to a different place. We moved... We went from Monrovia, California to Monrovia, California, 15 feet over from living room <laughs> into a bedroom. We are now in the bedroom. We made yes. it to the big time, folks. Yes. We got some weird ass art in the wall. I don't know, I don't know. what the half of the stuff is. We got Dean's pick collage behind me on the right. sliding closet. Um, My prison pictures on there. I got to show people. prison later. picture. Yes. <laughs> Something to put up. Uh, right. Yes. On the Facebook. Uh, <laughs> show everybody, this is what I used to do. Um, we have a guest here, and we're going to introduce this gentleman here in just right. a moment. But first, we will have to talk about Rep Sports and the beautiful energy drink that they make called Ray's Energy. Oh, God, it's good. Just, it's I got so a strawberry good. strawberry colada, colada right here. Right. And then I'm doing with the sour gummy worms. And Petey, Petey over there, he's with the uh, Voodoo. The last time I think with Colada, we had booze in it. So this is uh, right. booze free and sugar free, if I remember correctly. Right. So this is this is not for the uh, the people who need um, who are meth addicts coming in. <laughs> Because this could trigger you. So honestly, no, I don't. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's subjective. That's, uh, but um, well, we're listen, gonna, we're going to wrestle over that. If you start drinking rays instead of doing meth, that's an improvement. My hats off to you. It's an improvement, that, okay? Yes, and, and you're you're or doing cocaine, just fine. You're doing all right. Rep Sports, right? Rep Sports. That's R E P P S P O R T S dot com. If you go to this website and you order anything off this website, especially Ray's Energy. And you enter Dino, that is D-E-A-N-O, in the coupon code. You get 15% 15% off. 15% off. And the dude Scott, you know the dude Scott, right? He's the rep. The dude. The rep from Rep Sports. Yeah. He's going to be like. He's pretty much the coolest Scott you ever know. Right. He's just going to be like sending, he's going to send us like a case for free or something. I can't wait, man. I'm waiting for my free case. Dean keeps taking them all, you guys. Keep Um, drinking. You are my witnesses. He's only here one day a week. I got to drink some. After the podcast, he starts hitting me uh, relentlessly (laughs) and um, he throws raised cans at me when they're empty. (laughs) Hey, I give you the empty can. That's good enough, right? (laughs) Well, let's introduce our guest. Okay. Let's uh, let's introduce this guy. This guy I've been hearing about for a long time here in the. in the San Gabriel Valley area, he is turning into one of the main characters in in this uh, <laughs> in this group of people that I see. Um, and uh, you want to introduce yourself, Pete? Sure, uh, Peter Baron. Uh, Hi, Peter. Hi. Welcome, Peter. Welcome. Well, thank you. I think Peter. the uh, I think who who, who referred you uh, to this podcast? I think uh, it might have been the beautiful Amanda. There it right? is. There I, it I is. could it could have been her. I don't Amanda know. the beautiful. Right. It was um, the gorgeous Amanda. Oh, <laughs> she's so great. We could just talk about her in this podcast. No, you guys no. I think we'll leave that for another okay. episode. Um, I think Peter story. wants to talk about himself and give back some uh, <laughs> like like everybody else. We like to hear about ourselves. Um, let's let's start off, Peter. Um, the basics, right? The basics, like where you're from upbringing some of your st- your sobriety stats whatever you want to say doc 
DOC, oh, d- drug of choice, and then yeah. uh, the SD, the sobriety date. Yeah, that was dead on arrival. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let me see a grouping. Well, LA, California. I'm sorry, your sobriety date again was what? Or did you tell it us was, your sobriety date? Actually, it was December 28, 2000, I mean, 2019. December yeah. 20th, 2019. Yes. Oh, so you wow. just celebrated a year about five months ago. Yes, I did. Yeah. Fantastic. Man. Nice. He's working on his first 18 year. months right now. All right. There's 18, aren't there 18 month chips at the meetings? There are. Uh, some some meetings, never, not all of them. You know, I never got mine. I never, I, there was, I don't know, there, it was uh, oh. some, some program was giving them out and I wasn't there for that meeting. Right. There are some them. meetings that just do monthly chips. Yeah, I went. We went to one recently, and right. I was like, "What was the like, hell is going he on?" He didn't like it. He's like, "He's like, why is there ten months chips?" I'm like, "Come on, man!" It's a little. I don't know. I feel like you know, as you get a little more sobriety, you should wait a little longer for the chip. It makes you feel like you earned it a little more. Anyway, uh, anyway, okay. it's just a matter of opinion. Different story. Different. That's different right. times. Anyway, let's, let's put it Peter, back Peter, this on is here. about you today. Right. Dean, yeah. you know, he makes it about him all the time. I know, all I do. Sick of it. I do. I'm That's okay. Story. I am a little self-centered. I'm like, <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> so let's hear about um, uh, upbringing, uh, where you're raised, what, what was like like uh, as a kid and stuff and family. and. Well, let's see. I mean, as, as a kid, I was, um, I, was a, I was a happy kid. But then, you know, growing up with parents who were a father was an alcoholic. Oh, okay. Who, um, actually, strike one. Yeah, I mean, mm. my mother divorced when I was three. Married okay. my stepfather, and from there, well, how was well, your stepfather? He just so happened to be an alcoholic too. Who he was? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they they match really well. Yeah, they Patterns. did. Yeah, yeah. She sure did pick some good characters. Did you, was she a drinker? Or was she a codependent? No, my mother was never a drinker. Yeah, never a drinker. Never smoked. So uh, she was kind of codependent. Probably codependent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very a caretaker. Do you do? Were you uh, were you close with your mom? I was very close to my mom. Yes, yeah. very. You close got any to my brothers mom. or sisters? I have two younger sisters. Okay, two younger. they were each about five years apart from me. So each you're other. the eldest. I am. Okay, I am. So I was the perfect one to be made it the example of at all times. Mm. The responsible one. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Well. I mean, as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, yeah, your mom's like, oh, "Come on, be good exactly. for those for your sisters." Right? Exactly, right? Yeah, definitely. But I, I mean, it. as it, as time progressed and it went on, I mean, my stepfather was just kind of very—he was brutal. He would always be belittling me, and you know, mm-hmm. so childhood wasn't exactly ideal for me at that time. Okay. Yeah. So, like, he was he was kind of uh, when he, when he would get drunk, he would be like when that? he would get drunk. Yeah, he yeah. was verbally and physically abusive. So. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so from an early age. From an early age, yeah. So at that point, I began to be this kind of people pleaser, always wanting to please everyone. Right. I figured if I was pleasing, I wouldn't be ridiculed or right. Right, and you wanted, yeah, because I mean. That's a direct reflection of your childhood at home. You yeah, know? absolutely. So, what did that? Um, what did that do for you? Did you try to find uh, reasons? Like, um, I can see how that can maybe. If, did you have like a, a best friend growing up? Someone that you like? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, a, like a childhood best friend. Uh, yes, I did. Did you find yourself maybe going to that? I mean, I'll speak for myself. Going to that person's house a lot more often to kind of get away, escape from, from that. Yeah, absolutely. And they became my family, so that's oh. where I spent most of my time was with. With my best friend's family. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'd go to the beach with them. I'd be going to the park. I'd do mm. everything with them. Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's too much chaos in my own home. Right. Yep. I've seen that as a pattern with a lot of people. And I mean, I, I wasn't from like an alcoholic home or anything, but I've I've read some stories about that. Huh. And it's interesting. Yeah. But it makes sense. It's interesting to hear that you say that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I can yeah. relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So, so what, I mean, do you have any, do you have any remember, uh, you have any like memories of like being obsessed with something when you were a kid? Were you like into like, I don't know, like games or, or like sugar or like, I was obsessed with theater and I recall I'd always put on plays in theaters Uh as a young kid. I would just try to, yeah, I'd get the whole neighborhood together. My mother would actually put sheets Mm. up in the back and we would, yeah, I would direct everything. You were, yeah. you were a director? I was, I was director. Did you write out scripts? I, I did. You did? You did? Actually yeah, did I scripts. Did, I, did. I did the exact same thing, I would but I didn't have scripts, and my dad used to get so pissed because it was all improvised. I want to see a damn... I probably mentioned it before, but he get, he would get so upset because everybody else would think it's hilarious, and he'd be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, it sounds exactly like you, by the way, Lucas. If you knew Lucas, like if it's not, if it's not fucking planned out, he gets all like flustered. So I can so see that in your dad. So that's that's that need. So that's that thing you're talking about. You people pleaser. I want attention. Put me on the spotlight. Exactly. But also at the same time, do you feel like? Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is too early in, in your adolescence to talk about it. But like, did you always kind of keep people at a distance and not let them know you too well? And, and maybe have like, uh, you know what I mean? Have like some like, you wouldn't go, I don't, you know what I'm talking about, right? You wouldn't let people get too close to you. Yeah, definitely. I still do it now. I was today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I still do it today. <laughs> exactly. We were just talking about that right before the show, actually. Yeah. It's funny yeah. that you should bring that up. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just re- reading people's minds today. Yeah, yeah. So you're I fucking so. mind reading. Right right <laughs> Connected. Yeah, Dean said we were recording the entire conversation before. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so that's, that's cool. So you had a best friend. Um, you're doing a lot of theater stuff. And did you have like your best friend like act with you like in the, in the, in the plays and stuff for the, did you have like your select few actors and actresses or whatever? I would. I would have. It was always all the girls. I always had the girls acting for me. Oh, right on. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, then I started doing the hair and makeup. So I guess that led me to doing hair oh, later okay. on. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you do today? I was always, yes, I'm a hairstylist. I've been oh, doing okay. it for like 30 years. Since you were like, you were a kid. Yeah. You started practicing. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I dropped out of school at a young age. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. We're going to yeah. get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> so uh, so you're, 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 you're a kid. You're kind of like going through this abuse at home. You're escaping uh, through theater and through a friend. Um do you do you ever find did you have any kind of chemical solution for yourself at any point in time or I mean when when did like chemicals come into play I mean you said you, you what was your drug of choice did you say alcohol okay so alcohol did alcohol come into play at that age or is that later you know alcohol came into play I'd say about thirteen I recall my parents going out of town and there was a mm. bottle of wine some cheap wine mm-hmm. and I actually drank it and I put water in it you know. Yeah. Level it out. Sure. Yeah. Water it down. <laughs> Water it down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I like the way you made me feel. I mean, that effect was amazing. You know? Sure. How yeah. was that? I mean, where did you do it by yourself the first time? No, or? actually, a friend of mine was over. My best, my good friend was over. And um, they're like, you really shouldn't do that. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. So. Oh, so they yeah. didn't do it with you? Yeah, they drank some. Oh, okay. You know, but they. <laughs> they're like, you shouldn't yeah, do, should do it. But here, give, give me, me some a of that. Right. Exactly. So they kind of like, they kind of like interjected first. You're like, uh, fuck that. We're doing it anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I had that first drink, it was, it mm-hmm. was, yeah, it was on. It was something I haven't felt in a while. Yeah. And you'd observe people, you know, your your parents probably drinking and see what it did to them. Some, were they always, were they, I know you said there's a lot of like abuse and like stuff like that. Were, were they always like angry drunks or were they, was it just, ever happy it was, just, it was just a stepdad. Just my stepfather. Just my stepfather. Yeah. Just my stepfather. But the thing <laughs> is my stepfather, he always had 
He was from Mexico, so he would have a lot of his family members come over. And this was like in 78, 79. So mm -hmm. we had quite a few people living with us. So oh, okay. there was always a lot yep. of people there. So it was always so loud and busy. And right. It wasn't like an actual family home. Right. It was like, like a, almost like a party home kind of. It felt like a party home. Oh, know? okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Often. Totally. A whole yeah, lot going man. on. So I never really had time to be a child at my own home, so I'd find it somewhere else. So to at, hmm. at thirteen, you end up you end up starting your your career, your drinking career. I did at thirteen, started my drinking and, career. And so what? It's where, funny where, where, just call it a fucking career, like it's <laughs> starting your career of drinking. I know, right? It's kind of a funny it's way like, to put I, it, but I mean, it's kind of true, never, though. It is. Yeah. It, well, people have said it. I've never referred it to me, in me as my like my career. Yeah, right. You know, because fuck. I mean, I guess I guess if it counts as a career, sure, I'll add it to my resume. <laughs> Boom! Thank you. <laughs> I worked it up to my master's. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so um, so thirteen, you had your first drink. My assumption is you probably just maybe a little time spent before you drank again and then later on you found it again or did you like this go right after it at 13 no i didn't go right after it at 13 i actually i mean going to school was really difficult for me because i being that i was gay and mm -hmm. during that time being ridiculed and and I oh yeah belittled and so, stuff so uh, so you're you you're coming up were you how when did you when did you kind of discover when did you know that you were gay um, I knew from an early age. Well, I didn't know I was gay, but I knew that I liked boys mm -hmm. when I was like five. And I, okay. really? I didn't understand oh, okay. it. Yeah, I didn't understand it at all. And you didn't know what that actually yeah. meant. You, yeah. didn't, mean, you yeah. didn't know that it meant that you might be gay or something like that. Exactly. And, it was confusing. And you were raised in, during, the, so, during the 80s then, right? Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So you were like, uh, you you kind of knew this, and do, what did did you keep it a secret, or was it something that like you were afraid of people discovering about you? I I I wouldn't say oh, I wouldn't say I kept. Well, I guess I did keep it a secret and discuss it. It's not like today where you could actually. I mean, everything's right. so open today. So right. back mm -hmm. then, I would you know I had a girlfriend. I had you know girls that liked me, and I mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend just you know just for society so that I could fit in. And gotcha. Part of, just to uh, show like hey yeah you know, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So and then probably like if you didn't, probably people would mess with you too. Oh, they would mess with me all the time because then I did have a lot of girls that liked me in school. So, right. but then they would start calling me you know derogatory like faggot or right. you know, homo or and stuff like that just really ate away at me. So there was a time where I tried committing suicide in the eighth grade. And oh I wow! Did tell my mom thirteen I was years old kill myself at that time. Oh wow! So she pulled me out of school and put me in cosmetology school at thirteen. At thirteen, I wasn't. Oh no, kidding! Don't think it was legal, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thirteen. My but God. thirty years later, I don't think it really matters anymore. So <laughs> okay, All yeah. Right. So you know, I did. I did go to cosmetology school. I dropped out of school in the eighth grade. Did go to cosmetology school. You know, ended up getting my cosmetology license. Um, and discovered wow. that I was good at what I, you know, do yeah. there. So I found wow. something, That's but cool. still something was always missing. I feel like I was. So you did. Uh, you you ended up. Um, you ended up doing the. Uh, you ended up doing the school at thirteen is when you went into it, and so you you finished. What is it? Two years or three years? How long is it? It was a nine month course, and I finished mm -hmm. it. When I was about 14 and a half. Wow. And had my license You're at like in 15 your, and started crazy. You could get a license at 15? Or no. You get mean, a worker's permit at fifth or 14. The woman who owned the school at the time just mm -hmm. wanted the numbers. So mm. she signed me up. Didn't ask for any proof of age. Oh, they so just, you kind of like. Yeah. Oh, wow. My mom's all, he's 18. She's okay. Sign here. 
<laughs> wow, that's oh, awesome. Wow. So that was good. I mean, it yeah. saved my life, actually. Okay. Because who knows where I would. I probably would end up drinking and drugging years before if I didn't have the career. Right. Yeah. Sure. Right. So when did you, so you get into that right away, you drop out of school. When did, when did like the, your drinking. Um, Escalate? Yeah, exactly. When did it, when did it start to pick up? I would say by the time like 80, oh, what should I even say? <laughs> Boy, I make myself old. <laughs> but I how old were you at the time when it happened? Like, do you remember? Do you recall when it started to pick up? How old were you, you were at the time? At sixteen. Sixteen. At sixteen. Yeah, because by that point I was going to clubs already, and we'd stop at a liquor store that would sell anybody liquor. So we'd stop there. I and, used to know one of those. I'm yeah. not going to say it, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was. Uh, so you start you start buying liquor from this place. Uh, they never card anybody. I'm assuming. Exactly. And did you did, so your best friend that you had been growing up with and was your best friend? Was he doing this kind of following your footsteps? Were you guys partying together, drinking? We we're partying together and drinking. Okay. Together. Yeah. And yeah. then how long did that last? Are you guys? I mean. I think about my best friend and we kind of broke off when my disease took off and like after high school. So like when I was like 18, 19, he kind of went his own direction and started focusing on like other shit. And I wanted to party. Yeah. What happened with you and him? Uh, actually, we just kept um, partying because he, he stuck was, around. Yeah. He was about to party. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was about to party. But see, he could party and he could drink. He's not an alcoholic. So he could party. Oh, he okay. can drink and enjoy himself. I was one that was always, I'd go off. Mm. Yeah. I'd mm-hmm. go off. So. And you, you took everything a little too far. I took everything way too far. And had this this so you're at this point you're just drinking and working, drinking and working, partying, drinking and working, partying and drinking and working. Yes, but it, it wasn't so bad at that time. I mean, you're 16. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't shit, really that like bad. Any consequences at, the time. at yeah. 16, right? I think it was until about 19 when I was, you know. I think it was like 80, 1986, I was already making, you know, 1500 a week, if yeah. not more. Mm-hmm. So, that's a lot of money. That's a lot, that's a lot in of the 80s? money for, for the 80s. Even, even, even now, it's pretty good money. Yeah. yeah. So I was driving around <laughs> in new cars all the time. Um, Damn. Which I wrecked like four times. Oh, sure. And three times. A few uh, DUIs sprinkled in there? No. No DUIs. No DUIs. Cheers. I, to, I have the no DUI club too. Cheers to that. With the me raise too. here. May three. Oh no, no, you never yeah, got DUIs, but you, he went to prison, so that they're bragging about. Uh, it. Yeah, I know. Um, well, <laughs> I'll get to my DUI later in, in life. I, I, I oh, you did. It, you did get a DUI. Yeah, never mind. Forget but the not cheers. Not during that time. Taking it back. <laughs> not during that time. I did not. Okay. No, it wasn't. I didn't feel or think of it as being that bad at the time. Yeah. Because I was drinking. I was, you know. I was working. I was functional at the time. Right. It wasn't until later on, like 10 years later, where I would start to binge drink. Mm. And the binge drinking got really bad. So, like, it was basically like, oh, tonight is a party night. And then you get ready, you go out, you you drink, and then maybe drink too much. And then you come home and sleep it off and then go to work the next day and so forth. But then at some point in time, it started getting to, like, a binge type of thing where you just start and you can't stop. I, exactly. I could start and just not stop. So okay. I would I would drink, um, I don't know. I mean, I never planned it. So let's say I drank on a Saturday. I wouldn't go back to work till the following Saturday. Wow. And being self-employed, wow. I could just you, you have your own schedule hours. everyone. Wow. I could come and go. I could oh, okay. drink at work, which we did often. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom in that. Too plenty, much freedom. Plenty yeah. of time to fuck around. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How are your relationships there. going at this time? Like with family, with social, with, you know, romantic, how, how is all that going? Well, you know, they're, they're much better now, actually. No, no, no. I mean, during oh, this time. During we, that time. Yeah. Wow. Not too well. 
I couldn't keep, I couldn't keep, you know, like a partner. I couldn't keep a boyfriend. I couldn't keep anyone for very much long, that much time. No, because okay. I was so belligerent. Oh, yeah. okay. I was always so, belligerent. I was always angry. Ang- violent, you're an angry drunk. Violent. Oh, yeah. shit. Wow. Not a nice person. Now, would you say physically you were violent or would you get verbally like, um, go like yell and like shit or verbally verbally, yeah, verbally more than, than physical verbally abusive yeah okay yeah, verbally okay. abusive exactly he's, such, such, a, people, he's I, such a sweet guy i can't even imagine you know i mean i, mean? I was i was kind of like the verbal like i'm thinking about when i got really drunk i i would yell and like it, it, i was never really super physical but yeah. like i mean some people get like go right to like just the fighting they're like yeah, fuck the right, talking yeah. I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna punch you in the face yeah, yeah. i just wasn't that but you got the verbal right verbal i wanted to hurt you as much as i was hurting inside so okay uh, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So I, was, I was pretty angry i was just really angry all the time hmm. i wasn't angry until i drank too much of course it kind of right. came out exactly right? yeah. and then I, I recall always wanting to try to commit suicide it was always suicidal every single time which, really yeah, yeah so i got a really really old with my friends so the friends that i did have of 30 turned out to be like two. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they 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 windled down <laughs> no, let's invite let's not invite peter though so yeah yeah, yeah during yeah. this crazy drinking did you ever sprinkle in any kind of other substances like anything else kind of come cocaine. to play cocaine cocaine was, yeah. Some cocaine in the eighties was the best. Yeah. Crack or cocaine? No, oh, just, just cocaine. cocaine. Just cocaine. Yeah, civilized. Powder, bro. He's like, no, just cocaine. Just cocaine. Just civilized. Powder. Powder. Yeah. It didn't hurt to have an aunt that used to deal cocaine. So yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, was yeah, good. Of course. Yeah. So I mean, cocaine came in too, but I wasn't really into cocaine. It just kind of kept me up a little, and I could drink more, which yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that came into play, but I would say later on in life, you know. My drinking just kept progressing. I can recall my sister was going to get married. And this was probably about, I don't know, let's just say 18 years ago. And that's when I got my first UI. 2000, 2001-ish. 2000, 2001. 2000. Around 2000, actually. Okay. Yeah, around okay. 2000. Yeah, because I, I was starting to see a therapist and they mm. gave me Xanax. And I'm like, oh, mm. I like Xanax. So Xanax was, <laughs> Xanax was pretty good. You know, it was in a pill. It was prescribed, you know. And I never thought of myself as being an alcoholic or an addict. Or Even at this point? Even at that point. 20 years ago. You're like, oh, I can point. take it away. No, I didn't think of it. I was in such denial. I never, no. Your father was an alcoholic. I'm like, yeah, but that was my father. And so was his mother. And yeah, I was You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, that's not me, obviously, exactly. right? I had it under control. Yeah. So in 2000, my sister, I was on a binge for about a month. I had refinanced my home. So I had like lots of money in the bank. So okay. I decided to take off about a month and a half from work mm-hmm. and just drink and just drink yeah, a month that was and just a half. the wow. worst. Yeah, I was picking up like gallons Jeez. of like vodka. Oh you know, shit, those, those liters of vodka. Yeah, those handles. Yeah, the handles yeah. exactly. And right. I would drink about two of those a day. And oh my god, yeah, I recall waiting for Damn. the sun to come up so I could get a taxi to go pick up my next it's one. So f- because like I mean you so are you're booze. not you're not a big dude so like I mean you, your tolerance you, level is through the roof. I, I can't imagine like you you know. <laughs> to do two handles a day that's insane I your liver know. must be like a superhero you probably just drank around the clock did you ever squeeze any did you were you like eating and stuff i mean because i know some alcoholics i mean back when they're worst worst they weren't even they were barely fucking eating but i mean i would i would eat a little but not right not too much i think my eating was all liquid diet so yeah yeah, yeah exactly. it, was a, it was a whole lot of i'm surprised i never went into the hospital with food with alcohol poisoning yeah or like Pace, or, or pancreatitis never had, or, never had kidney problems or liver issues Damn. never to this Damn. day yeah. Knock on wood. I just yeah some bodies more resilient than others man <laughs> yeah i know definitely because yeah. i know i know i know someone that came into the rooms that had 
pancreatitis like three times wow. by the time she was like 23. Oh, wow. yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just fucking crazy. And then wow. you were drinking two gallons of uh, vodka a day or whatever and older than that at that point and still okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say me perhaps by the grace of God. I have no idea. Have Who knows? no yeah. idea how Who I knows? survived it at, at maybe all. It's, maybe it's not for us to understand. Fuck it. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> the day that she was going to get... So I drank. I was just drinking nonstop for about a month and a half. And she was getting married on a Saturday. It was a Friday. And I decided to pop like two Valiums, drink some shots. Perfect. And I thought, I'm going to go to my friend's house. He lives a block away or actually maybe, I don't know, five minutes away from mm-hmm. me. Why well, didn't make it down more than two blocks away from my home? <laughs> oh, no. And they got pulled over? No, oh, there's no. a woman. She looked like she was about to just run across the street. And so I break. And as I break, I see my car moving in slow motion into the curb. And my car flies up in the air and just rolls and rolls and rolls. And oh, what? I just feel all the airbags wow. just hitting me in the face. And oh, my God. finally starts to slide and it stops. Wow. Yeah. And someone pulls me out of the car and I'm like, oh. What happened? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you were you were you were conscious. You remember that? I remember clearly to this day. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I just remember them pulling me out of the car and the police coming, and I didn't want them to take me. They wanted to take me in the ambulance. I said no, and so he's like, "Well, let's take you to the hospital." So I said I was going to kill myself. <laughs> so they okay. took me to jail. <laughs> Oh, okay. Not, not too fifty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they took me to Twin Towers. Oh, yeah, so that that's Twin the worst Tower. one. Was <laughs> Twin Towers over nine. They actually let me go in the morning, so I had oh. no money, no phone. Um, I couldn't make a collect phone call because my mother had no collect phone calls on her. Oh line. my god. Okay. Yeah, so I, I had a taxi guy take me all the way over there, and I said, "You'll get paid when you get there." So he got paid when he got there. I have a little story about collect calls. I used yeah. to um, collect call people, strangers, and I'd say, you know, like, uh, you know, you leave, like, leave like your voice, like your name after the beep. Yeah. Right. Like, like oh, who, everybody, everybody knows the fucking John, John. And then like, they, they would accept it. And <laughs> such a thing. But like, how do you, how do you really enjoy this? No, but it's like, I, I laugh at it now, but how do you make amends to that? Like, I don't know who the hell I dialed. You know what I mean? I just, you just reminded me of that story. I used to, I used to do collect what calls with random strangers. I'm such a dick. Anyway, keep going. Yes, no, this is good stuff. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, I'm like, after all that drinking, you know, I get to my mother's house and my sister's having her hair and makeup done there. You think I'd be doing it right, but no. Um, were you, that, were that, you, was that like a dig at you or what? No, I hired a friend of mine to do it for oh, her because yeah, okay, I had an idea that I wouldn't mm-hmm. be available. So oh. yeah, so I did that, and you know, she's like, "Just go home and go take a shower and sleep for a while because your sister's wedding's in about four hours." Wow! So I went home, and I remembered I had a bottle of vodka in my no, closet. Hey. So I went home and drank. You think after knowing that I just wrecked my car, I got a DUI mm-hmm. and arrested, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not drinking again." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the a power. Nor- a of normal alcohol. drinker would, I think, a normal drinker would be like, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to cool it for a little while. Yeah, but an alcoholic, different story. No, you're what, you're around thirty at this time. At this, at I was around thirty at the time. Yeah, Dean, yeah. how do you how do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Son just, of a just, bitch. just because of the, the, the time frame we were talking about. I know. Before. I know. I'm just fucking. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit. So you're like around thirty, and this happened. Yeah. And was. so then you still had like another eighteen years of eighteen or no eighteen or twenty years of drinking ahead of you. All right. Absolutely. But after that, I did go to an IOP at Kaiser. Oh. And 
and I did. Uh, what made you? Go? Was it because the accident made you go, or, or did, was it, it was some... because of the accident? It did scare me. It okay. scared me, and I thought, "What the hell am I doing? Why the fuck would I do that? And why would I go back home and just drink all over again?" Did you miss the wedding, by the way? No. Oh, okay. Good. No, I was actually at the wedding. I was swollen as can be, though. I saw the pictures. And I'm like, "Who the <laughs> fuck is that?" <laughs> My face is just so You're big. like, damn it. Why did I drink yeah. and swell myself yeah. up? They're like oh free fillers for me. But um, and You'd probably drink more at the wedding, I would think, right? Did the party continue when you got there? You no, know, too many people were watching me, so I couldn't drink at the wedding, oh. unfortunately. So yeah. you already... But I drank before I left the house. So people, so at this point, people had already caught on that you may have a problem with drinking at this uh, point. Perhaps. I, I didn't think so, but... Well, you're, yeah, because you're but saying I mean, you weren't you weren't drinking, so because that's you, usually you, somebody was giving you shit, right? Exactly. Right? Yeah, All right, exactly. something had come up before that. Okay, because yeah. usually, if like otherwise, like why the fuck would you carry? Be like yeah. slamming down some champagne and yeah, like, yeah. like we're not even doing a, uh, Peter. We're not even doing a toast. You're just sucking down the champagne. Yeah. And oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Where's the bottle? I don't want glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, glass. It was too small. Oh man. But you know, I did do that IOP right, and I, I did it for like thirty days. It was a it was a day treatment and. Um, my partner, we're still together. We had bought it. I bought it. We bought a house. Like we had bought a house 10 years prior to that. Mm-hmm. And I was sober. So he's like, Hey, there's a, he's in real estate. He's like, there's a salon for sale. He's like, you should buy it. And I was like, Oh, uh, wow. I've only been sober for a year. I don't know about buying a salon. Wait, right so you got sober for a year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so this shit. is this you is fast forwarded right and there. And you said man. this is 10, this is 10 years ago. It's like no, 2000. This is 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago. So yeah. 20 years ago. So the DUI happened in 2000, let's say 2000. And by okay. 2006 okay. is when I bought the salon. the salon. Okay. And you had a little stint of sobriety in that. Exactly. Did you go into any kind of 12-step groups or did you attend any recovery? You know, I did the 12-step groups because it was mandatory because of the courts. Oh, but I really, fucking courts. Yeah, I was there thinking, what the fuck am I doing here? Okay, so I really even, didn't feel like I wow. belong there. I'm like, oh, even no. then, even then, it's it, fucking like, mind boggling. I know, right? <laughs> took Why you, am it took I you, here? It took what you, am I doing here? These people are screwed up. <laughs> Twelve or thirteen, maybe longer. No, like uh, fourteen more years to realize that you belong. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's like it, it, everybody has a different story. It, it's but it, it's it, always the same though, right? It, it blows me away that you know some people get it like. After five years of drinking. Some yeah. people get after like, you know, 10. And then for you, yeah. maybe whatever your drinking career, career, yeah. how long it was. Some people get it like in their 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, I mean, I still have this this thing where I feel like, why didn't I get it sooner? You know, oh. I, I, I hear these young mm-hmm. people that are 26 I, and 22. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. This guy, this schmuck over here. I got, got it at 25, 25, but I mean, I, I had a good I eight, eight, I got a good eight year run. I mean, I don't, I don't 25 like is good. I know, I don't yeah. like him. Yeah. And he still looks young. <laughs> and he still looks young. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So I opened that salon in 2006, right? And yeah. I was sober for eight years. Eight with years? no program. Yeah. Okay. But I was still a dry drunk. So I was Uh-oh. living... You're kind of pissed. My behavior was still very... Were you uh, taking any Alcoholic and... No, no Xanax, gather. no none of that. I started taking Xanax a little later on. Like uh, I was sober for like, let's say... Five years with no alcohol, but I started taking Xanax. Ah, five okay. years into mm-hmm. it, but I didn't think mm-hmm. it was it was like messing yeah. with sobriety. And like alcohol is my problem, not not Xanax. Not Xanax. And then just just a little science note right now, uh, an FYI for the listeners and for who maybe people in the room that don't know this, but but uh, benzodiazepines 
those which is like Xanax, Valium, Clonopine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that they. Those, oh, are, the, uh, those are the main oh, ones. Uh, yeah, Ativan. Ativan, yeah. You know, like all, all those bad boys. They're all in in that class classification of benzodiazepines, and and those that actual that actual molecule fits in the same in the same receptor as alcohol. So when you're not drinking and you're taking a Valium, it's like you're still feeding your alcoholism. You're just doing it in a pill form. So boom. Anyway, just Absolutely. want to shoot that in there, and then now we go right back in. Okay. Thank you, Bill Nye. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> no, I mean, I know absolutely, because my therapist, she would always say that to me. Oh, She's good. Like, you, know, you know Xanax is alcohol in a pill, right? I'm like, no, it isn't. She's like, yeah, it's alcohol in a pill. It doesn't taste <laughs> and like then alcohol. We, and then when you do them both at the same time, it's like exactly. double the alcohol. Yeah, I, I used yeah, to do that, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I was towards the end of the salon, because I had the salon for 14 years before I sold it. I don't know how I kept it running, but I kept it running towards the end of the of the years I had it. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was doing by that time. I was already doing about 190 to 200 Xanax. So I'll do eight milligrams a day. Is that a lot? Every that's, day. That's four. That's four. Four Xanax bars a day. Four Xanax bars. So a day. one milligram is is one bar. No, two milligrams is one two. bar. Oh, so you're doing four bars a day? Four, four bars, bars a day. That sounds about right. I was doing close to that, mixed with like Dilaudid and like other stuff. Yeah. Whoa. It was bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We. Were, I mean, I'm not not like a competition, obviously. <laughs> this reminded me because I used to I used to snort them. I don't, did, you, did you take them orally or did you snort them? I I started to learn how to snort because I'm like, wow, yeah. this is faster. <laughs> yeah, I like fucking, this. And you get the nice yeah. little drip. Exactly. That weird taste. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's okay. That in itself is a drug. That drip. And that stuff that happens with that, with that nasal fixation, it's just like when people shoot it up. I mean, it's just, that's a drug itself. Doing that, you know, Absolutely. snorting things, whatever it's it is, definitely a trigger Absolutely. for sure. It's yeah. a it's a ritual, yeah. and everything we do is like habitual. It all becomes part of the addiction. Yeah. yeah. And actually, talking about it, I I would think that talking about it would would trigger me to something, but it doesn't trigger me more because I know the difference now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there was a time where I wouldn't discuss it because I thought oh, I shouldn't talk about it because it's going like, to yeah. spark something in my head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't run from it now. You're like, no. you're like, oh, that's cool. No. No. So, so you're sober for five years, and then you start planking zannies here and there, and then how does it go from that point? So, let me see. You said you were what 2006, so maybe around 2011, you started you started with the zannies, and then you you, went, you graduated back to alcohol again. I would always go back to alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. always go back to mm-hmm. alcohol. King alcohol, they call yeah, it. I am the alcohol. King alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It says that in some yeah. of our liter- literature. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would say in 2011, <laughs> I okay. recall being so drunk, walking through my salon with 16 stylists, belligerently drunk, mm-hmm. yelling and screaming. I actually choked and strangled my business partner. Oh, apparently. very nice. Yeah. What? Was he, was he still your partner after that? She sure was. Oh, she yeah. sure you was. Know what? Holy shit. shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. This is actually a true loyal friend wow. who stuck by my side. To this day, she's still a good friend. Unconditional, oh my right? God. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Which I still haven't made an amend to her amend, so. Yeah. You, 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 you haven't made the amend yet? No. Oh, no. Well, that's like that. Yeah. You haven't been sober super long. Yeah. Get, get yourself some slack. You're yeah. good. But I do need to. Yeah, you will. You will. <laughs> yeah. I, what, what, in my experience, uh, that uh, God or your higher power will bring you a time to do it. And it's your choice whether to take the action yeah. when it comes to that. But we'll go back to what we were just talking about. So yeah. you, um, so you strangle your business partner, partner. Seems like your, your career with, um, everything there is flourishing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your drinking career, that is. Your drinking yeah. career. Yeah. And well, maybe, I don't know. Is this starting to, is this affecting, 
um, obviously with your clientele, with your clients and um, your business. How is it affecting this uh, that at this point? It was affecting my, my clientele horribly because I was booked at least two months in advance. So it declined down to maybe every two weeks if I was lucky. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So it was a huge decline in there. And And then what about like just having people like work for you? They didn't probably want to work for you if you're strangling them and whatnot. No, I mean, I had to apologize to everyone and everyone accept my apology. And so by that point I was just really angry (laughs) because I feel like I was walking my tail between my legs at all times. So, so, I mean, apologizing so how many times did you make an apology to your to your uh your employees your co-workers was it multiple times where you'd say you would work on it never do it again and you'd find yourself doing the same thing again you know the way i would make my apologies which i'm resentful for is i would <laughs> people please them again because right. i would do everything and anything i would say yes yes i became the yes man okay Okay. Regardless if it was right or wrong. Of course. You went yeah. back to what you learned as a kid. Exactly. So that wasn't very good. So mm-hmm. at all. I so let's speed up to the, where you, so during, it sounds like obviously the disease is definitely progressing with you. Um, it's affecting obviously your work, your clientele. Um, I mean, uh, physically, are you having any kind of issues health wise? I mean, as far as anything like, are you, cons- are you having any scares? I know you said nothing like major with your organs and stuff, mm. but. Fortunately not. You're still no. you're still hanging on physically. Uh, yeah, physically I'm in great shape, except for the wear and tear from doing hair for so long. Okay. Yeah, that's taking a toll on me. Okay. But I mean, it has nothing to do with the drinking. I'm okay. just fortunate, I guess. You are honestly. in that in that sense, but mentally you're probably going crazy ape shit. Are you like you're like are you like zero to sixty in a split second? As far as like with because you know you said you're an angry drunk. Are you like zero to sixty on your anger scale? I can be. Yeah, I can be, especially in yeah. traffic. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. this time and then presently, maybe still, right? Presently. I'm, no, presently. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I still have those moments where I'm like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Why is this happening to me? Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, that saying where a friend would always say to me, did the bird shit on you or did it just shit? But oh. of course, in my head, I'm always thinking, no, it shit. What friend me. is listening to this? Did the bird shit on you? I never heard that saying. <laughs> you never heard that one? Oh, never heard God. the bird shit saying. Did the bird that, shit, yeah. shit on you or did it just shit? Yeah. Uh, that, but I always uh, thought it shit on me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, Sometimes the bird actually just shits on you. Yeah, it that. happened to me when I had brand new jersey and brand new sneakers one time when I was a kid. <laughs> Swear to God. I Damn hit, hit my hit my jersey and then it splashed on my shoes. I was like, okay. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll never, never forget that, dude. But it didn't um, make you drink at that time, right? Uh, no, at that point, <laughs> I don't remember how old I was, but I was probably just getting dabbled in. Um, let's highlight the last. Uh, we're coming up on about 40 minutes in. Sure. Let's highlight like the last stretch. Like, Maybe the last some of the last months? six months, perfect. Yeah. Right before you, you your current stent in sobriety here, the last six months. Yeah, what does that look like? You know, it looks pretty good because I find myself liking who I am. I no, mean, no, oh, be- before you, you got sober, before I got sober, yeah. oh, before yeah. I got like you love yourself. Like, what? Salt? When I was Why drinking, I loved who I was. Head <laughs> <laughs> exploding over here. <laughs> six months prior to it, right? Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, I didn't drink for about four to five months and I decided, actually, I, my barber, you know, I, I was going to my barber. He's like, hey, you want to try a quarter? You want some Coke? Mm. He's like, let me give you this one. And if you like it, you can buy some more. I'm like, all right. So I never liked Coke. Uh, right. Because right, I right. downers. So mm-hmm. so I, I did it. And I'm like, you know what? That's not too bad. And no one could smell it on me. So it makes me feel different. And right. I want to feel different. So... Before you knew it, I just, I couldn't stop buying it. So I was buying eight balls like once a week. 
Oh, if okay. not more. Yeah. That's three and a half grams for everyone out there. Is that a lot of cocaine? That was a lot of money spent. It is. Stuff's expensive. Yeah, because I, I, I sold my salon, right? Mm-hmm. I had sold my salon. and Okay. So I had all this cash again. Now, did you, know? you sell it because um, because you just wanted the money to, to, to use? Or did you sell it because you were just, like, fed up with, like, having to deal with work and drink and manage your, you know, your using around it? I sold it because I, I wasn't using anymore at the time for the last three months before I sold the salon in 2019. And mm-hmm. I sold, like, in 2019 of October. Um, but I'm trying to think. You'll get that train of thought. Yeah. That's coming back. Here comes here comes the train. <laughs> I'd, I'd started buying the cocaine, right? right. And um, I couldn't deal with the people anymore. And my and the salon wasn't what it was anymore. People were leaving. Yeah. The business wasn't all there anymore. So it was either sell it right away before the boat, you know, the ship sinks. So you know, I I sold it and I I sold it for a decent amount. It was like I don't know twenty eight thousand or something like that. So I paid off some bills and right. I was out of debt. I was out of debt. I had no debt. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. But then I decided to do more cocaine. So. Oh. Yeah, so. Cocaine had other plans. But, right. and, but you're still working though too, right? You're still like yeah. doing your hair yeah, for yeah, people. Yeah, I'm still working. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so I sold it, right? And I thought, well, I have no debt. Life is good. I don't need drugs or alcohol because I'm good now. But I started getting bored and things just weren't. I, was, I needed something. Right. So I kept doing the cocaine, and the money I received, I ended up getting in debt again for twenty six thousand. Oh, doing wow. cocaine! And oh my thousand in debt, and like really? within a couple months. No, not working. What? No, not within a couple of months, but perhaps within okay. six months. Oh, within six months. Wow. Well, so that's a lot of debt. Yeah, because I wasn't going to work. I was in a. I had my private studio, so I would sit there, cancel appointments, pay all my bills with credit cards. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like the the stuff that you were doing before. Sounds like it, that never that never really stopped. Yeah, which which is kind of a trip because all this happened, right? So then I ended up in two fifty one fifties before that. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner said, you know, you better get some help, and I was doing it at that mo- at the time for him. Now, is your partner is, is your partner an alcoholic too? No, he's a total normie. Total normie. And you guys have been together how long at this point? Twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. Yeah. Holy that's that's fuck. right now. So he's like yes. he's wow. like fucking putting up with your shit and then some. So and then what some an amazing exactly. man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man. I mean, you're you are very lucky. I am. And you guys are still lucky. together to this day. We're still together to, well, today. Well, yeah, that's beautiful. And man. I'm still making these living amends every single day. Of course, know? but of course. Um, you know, even after all that, I did another IOP for another you know thirty days. Mm-hmm. And um, what was what was like? Uh, if, if, so you did the IOP, and then you got did you, you did you relapse again, or I did the IOP, uh-huh. and I was sober for a good oh god, I want to say four months. Four okay. months, okay. And then I did go to Europe in 2019 of September. Everything was great. You know, I was having a great time. I was gone. I came back and I was like super depressed because I was fucking broke. Mm-hmm. But I charged right. this trip. He didn't know this. I just charged my own ticket and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'll deal with it when I get back. So when I got back, that's when I started doing cocaine again. Oh. Yeah. I started doing cocaine like at the end of October. Uh-huh. So like the last couple of months, it was just, yeah. it's got out of, out of control. Yeah. So, are you drinking too? Drinking, yeah. Drinking yeah. and doing cocaine. Okay. Exactly. But by December... 
I was just strictly doing alcohol. So I drank the entire month of December 2019. I was sick. So what, what did the, like, what was the last, the last 20, 48 hours like before you got sober this last time? The last 48 hours, I was, I tore my house up. I was arrested. Oh. I was in jail. I got out of jail, <laughs> stopped at the liquor store, drank some more alcohol and went home. That's a winning streak and, coming yeah, in. Wow, Fucking yeah. A, if I ever heard one. Yeah, so I was just trying to stay sober before Christmas, but I just couldn't do it. I <laughs> I just couldn't do it. So oh, wow. by that point, I mean, I couldn't stop drinking. And I finally decided to get treatment because I was drinking every single day. Not because I felt drunk anymore or the effect of it. I felt that I needed to drink. I felt like I was dying if I didn't have it. But it had no effect. And did you yeah. feel like you had, I mean, I mean, if I had it's pretty clear that you have complete powerless, you're completely powerless over the fact whether you decide you're going to drink or use. Right? Absolutely. Ultimately. Right. So how, how, how did you, uh, like, what did you say? What was that moment that said, fuck it, I'm going to pick up the phone. I mean, was there something that happened or was it just like, you just felt defeated or what I felt defeated because I couldn't get drunk anymore, but I yeah. was so sick. It's not working. It's yeah. not working anymore. Mm. It just isn't doing anything for me. I don't feel good. I don't feel fuzzy inside. I feel, I don't feel happy. I just feel nothing. Oh so you ended up going to a yeah. detox or to a I residential detoxed on my own and I ended up going to residential for okay. 20 days in charter. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then and then did you did you continue with anything after the the residential treatment? I Did you go to IOP or anything like that? I was going to start doing IOP at Kaiser cuz I couldn't do that charter. Oh, that's um, right. And I did not continue with that. They closed this down in March, so at that point I was just doing meetings every day cuz I had the time to oh. do meetings. So I did meetings every day and I had a sponsor. It wasn't Amanda, it was um someone else at the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then, so then you basically have just, you've kind of like have gone with the program or with the, with the 12 step type of program. And that's kind of like been your, that's been your rock at this point. Absolutely. If it wasn't for the 12 step program, I don't think I'd be able to do, I don't know. I mean, the, this is what saved my life was a 12 step program and actually following through with it and being powerless and knowing that I can never take another drink again. Right. Yeah. yeah one funny. one day at a time exactly. yeah that's cool dude and that and that's the power of what it does so take someone like you that was like fucking just on the worst shit losing streak coming in and transform your life so um coming in did you mention about like you know how you well i'm not gonna steal dean's question but did you have <laughs> any kind of like religious background coming in or any belief in any god or higher power or any kind of spiritual sense of being before you you got sober no you know i grew up catholic so okay. i always believed in god although my god was a punishing one at the time oh yes right. Right. the catholic religion it seems very punishing exactly yeah. say 10 hell marys and go fuck yourself exactly whatever, it was, they, it was, whatever it was guilt it was just <laughs> guilt ridden i was guilt yeah. guilt guilt right. so i was turned off by that part of it but right. So you, but you still did believe in God. Oh, of course. So then when you started, when you got, when you, since you've been sober, have uh, you had any be Dean's question? Have <laughs> you had, have you had something which you would call like a, a spiritual experience since you got sober? I would say my spiritual experience, yes, is the day that I decided to go into treatment. Ah, that's yeah, because that's I just could not anymore. And I prayed and I said, well, let me just do this. Yeah, you were yeah. defeated, man. Yeah. It sounds like you were you're waving the white flag. Exactly. Yeah, defeated. and that's yeah. a that's a fucking great feeling, yeah. man. And now I realize that it's not a punishing guy. I realize that my actions, I punished myself. You know. Yeah. And did you did you did you ever come in? I mean, when I came in myself, like I was I was I was I would beat myself up a lot. I still can kind of do that. 
But then I also let people kind of walk all over me. And I'm also, I learned from a lot of people that have a lot of integrity in the rooms that you're not a fucking doormat mm-hmm. and stop being so hard on yourself. Um, you're just someone that was not a bad person, but rather someone that's sick and needed help. Absolutely. Did you come in thinking you were a bad person? I did come in thinking I was a bad person. Okay. Exactly. And what do you think today of yourself? I think I was a person that just made bad choices. Okay. And Perfect. Yeah. That's so that's that's transformed there right there. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. What do you um what do you think what what are your relationships looking like these days? You know, I've I've gained the trust of my sisters, my mother, my father. Nice. And my partner's treating me much better. It was a whole year of hell because they just were, you know, Angry? don't touch me, don't look at me. Mm. Um, what do you want? Yeah, there's no communication. Now there's a lot of communication. Yeah? Yeah. That's great. Communication. And trust, you know. That's really great. A lot of trust. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a work in progress right now. It's slow. Every it's day a, seems to be a work in progress. Yeah. Little, and l- look, looking at it, like you were, you guys were together for 20, 23 years? 28 years. 28 years. And then 27 <laughs> of those you were drinking and using. You've been sober, right? Yeah. For a year, a little over a year. Yeah. So not to say it's going to take that much longer to get it better, but you know, it's gonna it's gonna get better. Yeah. As long as you focus on you, it will get better. Exactly. And I'm just learning daily to change my behavior because sometimes those behaviors still come in. I'm not drinking, but I still am self seeking. Of course. You know of what's course. in it for me today. Yep. Yeah. Those are all and those are all God given <laughs> things. Yeah. You know, those are all God given things that we need to sometimes align with his will as opposed to ours. Only. And like, you know, if I can encourage anything, I, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a therapist, I'm, I'm a counselor and, and I've worked with couples that, uh, that are new, newly, uh, one of the, one of the partners is newly sober. And, and I got to say, man, like I've, I've worked with people for a couple of years and there's even working with somebody, you're still working through stuff and there's, there's like trust issues and there's, uh, the communication is just, it's like tainted from 20 years of, of bad communication. So, you know, working with somebody, if, if you can work with somebody, you know, even if you just work with somebody a couple of times a month, you know, have them come in, it really, it really can change things for you and can bring, it can bring you a whole different relationship. If, if both parties are willing, that's the, that's the, the, the trick of it. Right. A lot of marriages don't, don't, don't survive early sobriety because one person is just too angry to get over it. And, you know, and eventually it's just, it's too much to overcome. But, you know, if you guys can work on it, I mean, it sounds like you guys are off to a good start and, you know, communication um, is definitely good. So you guys yeah, are communicating. That's definitely a good sign. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, I know they had a difficult time with me. They're like, why are you so happy now? <laughs> why are you happy? Well, and yeah. I'm still pissed off. But why are you? Why are things? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. So and then also, it's like you get yeah. to go to your meetings. You get to like go and laugh with your fucking friends, exactly. and you know what I mean. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah. oh, they're mad at home. Like, look, they're laughing again. Exactly. They're laughing right. at the party before, and now they're laughing with their friends at the meeting. But know? that 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 ill feeling he may have uh, will eventually probably. Dimmer, dimmer down and simmer down and dimmer down, d- dim down <laughs> and simmer down. <laughs> dimmer down, simmer down, man. You know, and uh, like a banjo. yeah, and a banjo on my knee. <laughs> um, it'll eventually, it'll tone down, right? You know, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta be working on it. So, and that, that, but I mean, the good thing is that you're, you have a good program and you have a good support. You have a sponsor. I do have a sponsor. Does, Amanda, right? she's amazing. Amanda. The beautiful Amanda. The beautiful Amanda, Amanda the Great. <laughs> if you're listening, Amanda, <laughs> thank you for sponsoring Peter. <laughs> Peter. Peter. Um, that's great. Yeah, you're in good hands with her. Um, and where are you in your steps? I am on my amends right now. So oh, fucking eight. And that's, that's, that's the great. transformation step. That's when, that's when all the, uh, yep. 
That's the good one. You started started sponsoring people yourself? You know, I did have a sponsor and, um, well, he went out, so that didn't last very long. And well, it's all your fault. Yeah, that, 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 exactly. It's all because of me. I wasn't, I wasn't a good sponsor. Terrible. The hell That's what there? I used to. I, you know, I had sponsors go out um, plenty, and then I would, I would initially, I, I, I was new to it, and I would blame myself, and then my sponsor would be like, "Dude." not your fault you stayed sober right absolutely and yeah. it kind of sounds fucked up but that's exactly what it's about yeah. absolutely you know just helping people through the steps that's all and you, you stay sober in the process yeah Boom. well i honestly believe that we only get what we put into it you know? yeah if i don't put enough into it, i'm not gonna receive anything i back. mean just the stuff i know about you you you've been you're of service to people like all the time like i always talk to the other people in the program and they're like oh yeah peter's did this and peter did that and he's helped me here he's giving me a ride he's got my hair he's you're always doing stuff for people and like i mean you're taking that of service level to another to another level you know what i mean and, and uh, i really appreciate that about you you know and, and i love that that you're you're going in you know balls deep i, I wanted to figure out some other way to balls say it, deep no, balls deep in the program and i like it that's it yeah, elbow uh, all the way up to your neck and there you go. yeah there we there go, go. There that's go. Really nice i mean the, i think the key um it's just with all of us is i mean i this last year has been str- a str- I don't know if it's a struggle for you. I mean, it's your first year, and you're going right into a pandemic, which is really crazy. You have these Zoom meetings, you got to watch people on fucking computers. It's not the same because you had that little last little bit of exposure to meetings in person right before True. all that. So it's like really kind of this has been a challenging year for a lot of us. You it, know, it's amazing. If it wasn't for Zoom, actually, I think it actually saved me. Yeah, oh yeah, it's I convenient, was, right? It was very convenient, and I don't think I would have gone to seven to you know twelve meetings a week. Right. And that's what I was doing. Me, I can't fathom like in my yeah. first year having to do Zoom because I, I thrived on going and seeing people face to face and hearing laughter, not seeing people go, you know, like <laughs> they're, 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 they're muted and they're laughing. Yeah, I know. You know, and so I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah, no, it worked great, which is yeah. good because I mean, I would not have gone to so many meetings. I probably would have drank again if I didn't have these zoom meetings. absolutely yeah. and you, for me you, personally yeah you also got to connect people in your first couple of months too right i got to connect with people because i was at charter and we did meetings every Chantum. day yeah. every day we had meetings and every day we'd go out we'd be yeah yeah i've heard yeah. a lot about this charter <laughs> it was constantly they have a great program i gotta say like i don't say much about programs because there's so many money grubbing places out there but like i worked at that place money and, grubbing and <laughs> and i feel like i feel like that's one of the ones that they, yeah, they're expensive but it, like at least i feel like you're honest and ethical and like you know and I, you can't say that about many places I but guess it'd be the best they're bit, paying me a lot mm-hmm. of money to say that no they're not actually <laughs> no they're not paying us any money to say uh, raise that, isn't but. paying us anything even our own sponsors <laughs> not paying us any money um peter it was uh i think it's a great place to to wrap up I yeah think. we're about oh, coming up on an hour um thank you for coming in and sharing your story man well thank you for having you, lucas yeah. and dean yeah. yeah i i you know now i didn't know you coming in and now i think i know a lot about you yeah. in just in an hour and i'm sure there's a lot more to know about you but maybe we'll have you come on down the road in another year from now who knows if we're still doing this and you can give us another update that'd be great yeah i think that'd Unless be cool we could have a total like update show for everybody we could yeah, yeah, re- cool. like a reunion, reunion episode reunions. yeah okay. like a little yeah. 10 minute segment for everybody there you go. Yeah, we just yeah, thought of that sorry. idea right now peter you're part of the idea <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, thank you, thank, thank you. you for Peter. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm really, I'm so happy. He's like I said, yeah, I, I've known about you, I've heard about you a lot through, uh, you know, many people who love you and 
And so actually getting to, to actually talk to you for an hour has just been great. And I get to like, feel like I, I have a personal connection to you now. So now I'm, I have a stake in your, in your sobriety. Well, thank you. And, I appreciate uh, you guys having me here. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't a wait. steak as in like medium medium rare steak or like a oh, steak like God. a like a so wood horrible. steak. Why like why a, why have to ruin the moment? You and your it's, fucking defenses, it's kind of awkward. man. It's just awkward, <laughs> weird. Just like say thanks and move on. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's go to do some plugs. Do you have any plugs, Peter? Do you want to plug any Instagrams or do you want to plug your business? By all means, I know you do. Um, you're back to still doing um, your, your business. Go ahead and plug it. Yeah, absolutely. They can reach me at Salon Trends uh, on Instagram. Salon Trends, S-A-L-O-N-T-R-E-N-D-S. T-R-E-N-Z-A. Z-A. Salon Trenza. Salon Trenza. But then we spelled that out. Okay. I heard trends. Okay. Salon Trenza, anything else? No, not at the moment. Okay. Thank you, though. I appreciate you here you never know. know. This is Dean's idea to ask the guest about plugs. No, All right, cool. here we go. Absolutely. We have an Instagram too. It's it's terminally it underscore unique underscore podcast. Hey, you got to remember under yeah you have to you remember you have to remember the underscore one, right one word at a time. <laughs> you have to remember the underscore. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. So, so terminally underscore unique underscore podcast. Not slashes. Not, not dashes. dashes. That's correct. Damn it! You said the dashes part. That I was my know, part. I know. I <laughs> know. Yeah. <laughs> all right we're going to talk about our facebook and email our facebook is the terminally unique podcast uh fan page so if you want to go there just look that up and then just like us and then we have little articles i think i put up a couple this past week they were pretty good um and you can reach us at the terminally unique podcast at gmail.com if you want to go old school email um, and I think uh, through the fan page we have we have ways to get a hold of us there. Should we just too. give me your address in old school mail? To right, start people can Dean, just like yeah, like the Pony, Pony Express, you know, fucking come in with like horses and here you go, son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fine. Lick a stamp and slap it on an envelope. <laughs> right. Remember the, remember the good old days. Um, um, oh, I did want to I did want to bring one thing up before we before we go. Um, I would like I'd like. We're, we want to we want to spread out from Covina. We have people in the in the general area, but if you're coming in from out of state or out of the county, oh, and, yeah. and you want to be a, a guest, we're 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 booking for guest spots in June and July right now. We have like four slots left. Um, and, and email us or go to the fan page or go to the Instagram. Let yes. us know you'd like to be a guest, and and we'll book you. Because we'll... we all know that remember, Covina is not the sobriety capital of the world. We it want is all a fucking load of shit. <laughs> Chris, I know you're still listening because yeah. you're a dedicated fan and we love you. Yeah, we do love but you, but you're full of shit. Remember, sobriety happens anywhere, any place, right. any country. Actually, it's in a lot of countries, and it's pretty amazing. Right. Um, thank you, Peter, again for coming in. We love you. We love you. I like I, Dean. I mean, I love no, Dean I love a little you. bit more than he loves me. No, I love you. No, I'm pretty sure it's me. I if we had to wait on the scale, I think it'd be a little, oh, teeter, a little more on my side. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's true. <laughs> All right. Until next week, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. Focus.